Hey friends, it's Jocelyn at jamminwithjocelyn.com, your certified life coach helping working moms create their ideal work-life balance so they can thrive at work, at home, and in life. You're listening to the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast, the show for people who want to be inspired and live more joyfully and with awareness. I love having deep, soulful, and fun conversations about complex issues to deepen our self-awareness and compassion for ourselves and others. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, teacher friends, welcome to another episode during Teacher Appreciation Week where we celebrate you. And I'm so excited to share my conversation with Meredith Newland. But before we dive into that, I want to share a free resource that I've created for you. It's called the Teacher's Corner Wellness Resources. It's your one-stop shop resource space that supports your mental and emotional well-being. And in this space, you'll find information and access to educator online community and spaces and access to people who are doing the work to support your well-being, books that supports your well-being and emotional well-being, Um, podcasts, and also tools and resources that you can download, but also access to websites that also provide even more tools. So this is a free resource for you and all your teacher and educator friends to access the Teacher Corner's wellness resources space. You can find the link in the show notes. All right, let's dive into the conversation with Meredith Newland about soul care for teachers. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Jammin' with Awesome Podcast. And this is another special one for the teachers and educators out here during Teacher Appreciation Week, or I should say Education, Educator Appreciation Week. I have Meredith Newland here on the podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation because the work that she has been doing in the last couple of years of being, she's a change maker in the education field. And I wanted to share a story about how we met because this is the beauty of social media. So I know I talk a lot about how social media can be sometimes like not a great thing, but this is a, this is one of the stories where it's a great thing because it connected Meredith and I about probably three years ago <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the pandemic, right? Yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So her and I, I started my coaching business in coaching teachers life coaching teachers during the pandemic because there was such a need. And so, and that's how I connected with Meredith. I was looking for other people to connect with so we could work together and like, you know, support our, our educators during that time. Cause you all know it was hard. <laughs> so yes, totally. that is how Meredith and I connected. And that's the beauty of social media. So welcome to the show, Meredith. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you give everyone just um, a brief introduction of who Meredith is. So Meredith Newland's passion and purpose are to help motivate and inspire educators to rediscover and keep their joy for the teaching profession. In her 18th year of teaching, she is the author of Captured Fireflies, Truths, Mistakes, and Other Gifts of Being on English, English Teacher. An English teacher, free to teach seven keys to thrive in an era of uncertainty and creator of the Transform Teacher podcast and workshops. And she lives in North Carolina and with her two children. So y'all, she is a published author. All right. So you got to pick up her book, Free to Teach Seven Keys to Thrive in an Era of Uncertainty, because that is a great book. I started reading that and it has, it's super helpful if you're an educator. 
So thank you. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> so welcome, Meredith. I'm so excited for our conversation. Would you like to say hello to our audience? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jocelyn. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you, teachers, for listening. You are so appreciated this week. Um, and I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks again for the opportunity to yeah. connect with you. I always love any chance to get to to see your beautiful face, Jocelyn, and um, and to hear your 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 wisdom. I, I have to say that um, I've been getting your emails and I've been going through this phase of just like releasing, um, you know, unsubscribing, just trying to get more organized in my life, just trying to, you know, really be mindful of how I spend my time and energy and who I really want to hear from. Oh and I really, when I open up your emails, I'm like, oh, this is such a delight. You know, I just feel like it's so streamlined and helpful and I, I really enjoy hearing from you. So great to be here today well thank so, you we must be on the same yeah. same same wavelength because i'm in that stage too of like how do i yeah. want to spend my time and energy yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah totally yeah. Mm -hmm. so tell me about let, let your audience tell our, our audience what um what is the work that you do and and then how did you land in doing being mm -hmm. a change maker mm -hmm. literally mm -hmm. in the education profession yeah yeah well um as you mentioned in my bio, I'm, I'm in my 18th year teaching. And so for anyone who's listening, whether you're in your first year or your last year before retirement, teaching is always going to be imperfect. It's always going to be a little messy and um, there's always going to be injustice. There's always going to be um, things that we have to face in, in teaching and in life, our fears, things that we have that are unexpected. And when I first got into teaching, I didn't really know about all of that. I just thought, I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to like do what I saw my teachers do in high school and what they taught us in our education classes and just get my like grade book and my lesson plans and just rock and roll. It's going to be awesome. And the kids are going to love me because I've taught <laughs> summer camp before and it's gonna, I've, I've been a babysitter and I've taught Sunday school. It's going to be easy. Like, it's just going to be great. Yeah. And it just wasn't like that, as we all know. <laughs> no. like, that's not how teaching is. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's absolutely not like that at all. And so um, the summer after my first year teaching, I started compiling this notebook of things that I'd learned that first year the hard way. And I started just keeping a running list of, wow, I wish I'd known that. wish I'd known that. That was a mistake I made. Let me not do that again. And then I thought, what if I turned all of these mistakes that I'm writing about and what I learned from them into a book? and give it to new teachers, you know, to help encourage them to keep going. And even if nobody ever reads it, I just want to write it for myself, you know, just reminders to myself, like, remember, don't do this and do do this and all that. And um, I just started uh, writing them all down, compiling them. I just love to write as you do, Jocelyn. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> um, yes. And, and so uh, I started writing the book, put it away, came back to it, put it away, came back to it. And then Finally, I, I gave it to my friend at the time to look at, and he's a, a wonderful guy. He, he was very helpful. He just wanted to give me some, um, you know, pointers, and his dad was an English professor, and he graduated from Duke, and, you know, he knows everything about writing, and I thought, well, let me just put this away, because I've got too many edits to make for this book, <laughs> and um, I just put it away and forgot about it. I just, I didn't want to be, you know, going all into the perfection of making sure everything was, you um, mm -hmm wonderful it was just so overwhelming the idea of writing a book and I was just like let me just put this away and then I found it after we were unpacking from a move um, back in 2017 I found like the 99 pages of a rough draft in this blue binder that I had kept and I thought 
wait a minute, like 10 years later, I was looking at it with fresh eyes and I thought, I I actually have something to say here. Like, this isn't, this this isn't all crap. Like (laughs) this is actually pretty good stuff here. And, um, and so I just, uh, decided that before I turned 40, which was going to be in a few months that by golly, I was going to get this thing published. It was like a bucket list item. And, um, and I decided to call it captured fireflies because the title comes from this poem by John Steinbeck. Um, and I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quickly, but I always like to tell people that the name of the the book is captured fireflies, (laughs) not Mm -hmm. capturing fireflies or catching fireflies, but it's captured fireflies. And it comes from this, um, poem. And I love this poem because they told us about it when we first started teaching and they said, I, I ran across it, like in one of those new teacher orientation handbook, um, things that they give us. And it says, um, in her classroom, our speculations ranged the world. She aroused us to book-waving discussions. Every morning we came to her, carrying new truths, new facts, new ideas, cupped and sheltered in our hands like captured fireflies. When she went away, a sadness came over us, but the light did not go out. She left her signature upon us, the literature of the teacher who writes on children's minds. I've had many teachers who taught us soon forgotten things, but only a few like her, who created in me a new thing, a new attitude, a new hunger. I suppose that to a large extent, I am the unsigned manuscript of that teacher. What deathless power lies in the hands of such a person? And I just, that just hit me when I read that. I was like, wow, they're really describing like all of my favorite teachers in that poem, or John Steinbeck was really describing my favorite teachers. And that's who I want to be as a teacher. I want to, I want to inspire my students. I want to um, have an influence. I want to make an impact. And, and it just really um, inspired me. And so I, I called the book Captured Fireflies because as teachers, we give so much, but I felt that my students gave me so much more, um, so much joy and um, light and, and happiness and joy. And I just wanted to title that because teaching is a gift and it is imperfect. It is messy. It is really stressful, especially over the past three years. Mm-hmm. But um, but with that book, you know, I published it when I turned forty, and then nothing happened. Like my friends and family bought it, and it it launched as a number one new release because my friends and family bought it. <laughs> but um, but I, I wasn't expecting that, and and I just thought, okay, I did it. You know, like I I, I made that I made that dream come true with you know with the help of a power greater than myself and faith and family and all of that. And all, all these people came together to help me get that book published. Like my third grade teacher was the copy editor and she, oh, wow. um, she left teaching and she's now a renowned copy editor. So it kind of worked out, but, um, yeah. and then my, my former student designed the cover and um, it was just a, a labor of love. And I just thought, okay, now what, you know, I, I published this book. Isn't, isn't it just going to go sell itself? Like, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want to have to do that icky marketing mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like sell it. Like what? Yeah. I didn't even know how to do that. And, um, and so a friend was saying, why don't you get on Instagram and go live and talk about your book? And I was like, what does it mean to go live? She's like, she like, you push this button and you set it up and you just start yeah. talking. And I was like, Oh gosh, what do I talk about? You know? And then um, she said, and don't forget to use hashtags. And I was like, what are what? hashtags? <laughs> yeah. And so, but I started following hashtags that I thought like aligned with my book around 
something called teacher self-care. And I was like, yeah. wow, there's a name for this. I know. Wow. Like, I'm not the only one who, who feels like this. And I found all these wonderful people like you, like mm-hmm. kindred spirits and this yeah. newfound community of like-minded teachers and just friends, soul friends. I feel like, you know, soul to yeah. soul, um, we're on the same page, we're aligned. And it just opened my whole world up. And, um, and I just started um, learning about how to promote the book. And then I found out that you can take a book and you can create an online course from a book. You can create a coaching program. You could speak in schools about what you teach in the book. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And that should be like, okay, point A to point B. You write a book and then you have a side hustle from that. And it just, you know, it all just, I could see it. But getting from there to there, I was like, okay, so so I'm going to make my online course. And it, it's open. Everybody come, come by the online course, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, of course it does not work that way in yeah, the world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as women, we're conditioned, I think, to just, you know, not shine too brightly. Don't be mm-hmm. yourself. Don't show up. Don't, you know, I, I think it's changing a lot, but yeah, I, I felt, I felt really scared to, to go live or to post a picture on Instagram or to make a Canva graphic. Like, and I thought to myself, who am I, who am I to do this? And, mm. um, and I have that, um, that quote from Marianne Williamson. I have it up for my students on the board, that quote about, you know, who am I? Um, actually, who are you not to be? To who be, are you yes. to? Yeah. Love that quote. And so, mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's so wonderful. And, um, and so slowly but surely with the help of, you know, family, friends, um, I hired coaches. I joined online courses about how to build a side business from what you've created in a book, because I really, as a teacher and as a mom of two young kids, um, my spouse at that time and I were really juggling, like, how are we going to have enough money for all of these things that we want to do with the kids and all of these dreams that we have we're on a teacher's salary? Unfortunately, the, the yeah. salary just does not match all that we do as teachers, which I think is something that needs one of the many things that needs to be revolutionized in mm-hmm. the system of education. But um, for now, we're at that place as teachers where many of us depend on a part-time job just to supplement our income so we can, you know, make a living. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't want to work at Applebee's. I didn't want to mow lawns cause I don't, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and and I, just, I didn't want to, you know, I, I tried the whole tutoring thing and I just, I just thought this is a great way I could supplement our family's, um, income. I could, um, you know, make it, I could still stay in the classroom and teach. And, and that, that's really how I ignited my passion for teaching again was having this book, this course for teachers, the wow. podcast, just all of it. I just started, um, I started getting really into that and that translated into my classroom because I felt a newfound sense of um, just community and, um, and kind of pride, not pride, but just sort of self-worth. Like um, mm-hmm. as teachers, we can get so bombarded with all of those yeah. obligations and once you realize, like, there's a whole other world out there, you know? Yeah, like, there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have to make teaching my whole identity, my whole life. Um, I can be a mom and a teacher as well as an author, a coach, um, I can speak. You know, there's other things that we can do as women. We're, we're not just um, we're not just here to play one role. And and yeah. so that just kind of um, the podcast was really what um, what I kept coming back to. Like on, after a tough day, I would just get on my podcast and just speak from my heart sort of like you're doing, um, except you're yeah. so much more professional about oh, it than, I, than I've been. <laughs> but um, I feel like um, just kind of continuing to show up and and share what I could, hoping that somebody out there in the empty stadium of social media <laughs> might yeah. be listening because 
you can feel so um, so alone and isolated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can feel like, hey, I'm, I'm showing up, I'm sharing, but but uh, is anybody out there? You may care, you know. <laughs> and yeah. um, and that can be so demoralizing for women. I know I'm not the only one who's gone through it. Like yeah. when we when we start to to do something outside of our approved roles, it's mm-hmm. like. Um, am I even doing the right thing here? Like, do I even have a right to do this? You know, and we yeah. start to push ourselves. And so, yeah, um, yeah, that's been, it, it's been a journey, but um, I feel like it's so worth it because when I keep my mind on that teacher out there, who's like me, who just needs that reminder of how, how to love what she does again. And I say she, cause you know, 80% of the teaching profession, um, as of this, uh, you know, as of late is, is usually women. And so mm-hmm. I, I usually think of my audience as women. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, as far as, you know, leading to, leading to being a change maker, as you called it, um, it's been a hard journey to kind of balance the, um, the positivity mm-hmm. with the reality of yeah. what people are really going through. And um, I've wrestled with how to stay, you know, keep your chin up, stay positive with, but look at all of this really scary crap that's happening um, yeah. for, 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 you know, teachers of color, our students yeah. of color, uh-huh. um, violence, school violence, the shootings, yeah. the fear, mm-hmm. and, and to just say, stay positive and put that smile on your face. It's like, it's gotta be deeper than that. I think mm-hmm. it's different than positive talk, you know, like the, yes, positive yeah. talks. toxic positivity yeah yeah exactly yeah different than that it's like like you're saying yeah what you said it's something deeper right and I love how you like I love how you always show up super authentic like you can tell through your energy like through your podcast and just how you show up on Instagram on social live you know (laughs) but it's like yeah like how do you how do you, I don't know. I also had a hard time when I was in the profession and, and many of you know, I have left. If you don't know, now, you know, I have mm-hmm. left, but like, mm-hmm. um, but how do you stay in mm-hmm. present is the, the word I say present, but also having that mindset of not the negativity or pessimistic, but like mm-hmm. staying within reality, but also being like present and still, mm-hmm. I don't know the only mm-hmm. word I can think of is positive, but like, mm-hmm. not yeah. so, mm-hmm. I don't know, jarred yeah. or, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. How do you do yeah. that? Cause we work in a broken mm-hmm. system. It's a broken yes, system. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I think it really comes down to me mm. for me. Sorry. It doesn't come I love down that. to me. <laughs> Maybe it does come down yeah. to me and my choices, you know, yeah, your own. Like, res- yeah, um, own choice. yeah. Um, so maybe it does come down to, you know, um, I know that you've mentioned before that you have a really strong faith and, mm-hmm. and I know I do as well. Um, and I don't think that that's a sign of weakness at all. I think that that connection to a power greater than myself, that, that helps me remember like, what does my soul want in this moment? Not my ego. Mm-hmm. I who, love who's that. The re- yeah, thank you. Um, the recovering people pleaser in me wants mm-hmm. to have everything perfect and, and wants to have my essential question aligned with the learning target and the agenda and the homework and the exit and everything like perfect. So that when the administrator comes in, it doesn't really matter like what's really going on underneath the surface. At least the surface looks good, you know, like, and that's the recovering (laughs) ego, you know, like people pleasing, like make sure everybody approves. 
And, um, you know, you don't want to stand out. Yeah. You don't want to be left behind or mm -hmm. you don't want to be not part of the group. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've just had to accept that I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm me as a teacher. I call it in free to teach. I call it your teaching essence. Mm -hmm. And just to shout out Amber Harper of the burden teacher. I think she calls it your brand as a teacher. Like, mm -hmm. like, it's sort of like your legacy. Like who, what's the most important thing to you? Um, and so what I was going to say was what it really comes down to for me is priorities. Like what is truly matter, what truly matters to me today, what's really important. And if I need a day as a teacher, um, for example, I gave my heart last week in the classroom. I took my students on a field trip that was painstakingly planned with the help of people in the community and colleagues here. Thank goodness who came through. We all, we all made it happen. Um, but it, it took a lot of energy out and um, I've been up and moving throughout the class. I teach ninth grade English and we've been reading To Kill a Mockingbird and mm -hmm. we've been acting out the trial scene. And I have another fun activity this week and, and we're going to be acting out more. It, it, a lot goes into it. They're going to be writing a creative paper and walking them through how to do everything. It just takes it out. And today I wasn't afraid to say it's a Monday and it's cold outside and we've all, uh, we're all stressed. This is the last week of the quarter and I've got a lot of, I've been keeping up with grades, but I still have a few and I'm going to give them the first, you know, half of class today to just get caught up, check your email, check your grades, turn in any missing work, keep up with the reading. I don't have to be so hands-on all the time. I don't have to give 500 million percent, 500 million percent of the time. I don't have to do that because when I rest and when I just take it easy, they can sense that calm energy and it helps mm. them to feel, you know, safe and, and open to learning. And I feel like we, we forget that students are human beings. We think, and yeah. we, of course, we, of course forget that teachers are human beings. It's almost mm -hmm. like we're not allowed to be, but, um, mm -hmm. but um, I think just saying like, what's most important today is if, if I'm perfect at the, at the cost of my sanity and my serenity, is it worth it? No, it is not. No. Because, um, because I don't have to be, I can just be, um, myself and that's what my students respond to. And at least most of them, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I could have a room full of like a hundred people. And if there are two who are not smiling and nodding, then I think I've failed, you know, yes, <laughs> like, I'm laughing so hard yeah. because that's so true for me. Yeah. 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 And it's like with our students, it's like, we're not going to be perfect and they're not going to be perfect. And I have a sign on my door that one of my, um, one of my former students moms made for me that says continue making imperfect progress. And that's what it's about. Like just oh, I um, love that. the progress is, is imperfect. It's not going to be streamlined and efficient and perfect all the time. There is no magic bullet. It's just a matter of showing up each day, pushing a little harder, doing, doing a little bit more and just inch by inch, you get closer to, to growing and learning and, um, and I just feel like it's about prioritizing. And when I became a mom, everything changed, you know, as you can oh, yeah. relate, cause you're a mom. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that time that I used to have to come in on the weekend and spend a yeah. whole Saturday in my classroom organizing files. Cause I had nothing else to do. Or, <laughs> or, or if I did, if I did have something else, to do, I thought I'm not a good teacher unless, um, mm -hmm. and Alexis Shepard talks about this, the Afro educator, like the perfect oh, yeah. teacher narrative, uh -huh. um, that um, there is no such thing. That perfect teacher narrative makes us really unhappy, <laughs> and, yeah. um, and and it's not it's not sustainable. So yeah, um, 
Yeah. That narrative, the perfect teacher, I don't even know Mm -hmm. where that started from because Mm -hmm. it's like, even Mm -hmm. talking to, you know, some teachers who are just starting the profession, they already are taking on that narrative, which is like, for me, you know, as a veteran teacher, you know, we've been teaching Mm -hmm. for a long time. It's like, Mm -hmm. gosh, that is a really deep seated narrative that is in our profession that we really Mm -hmm. need to work on releasing that because that Mm -hmm. just contributes to the broken system. And it doesn't help us as educators to do the best that we want to do. But I love how you said like, priorities and you were talking about priorities in terms of like your energy and your time which is a deeper meaning of self-care everyone (laughs) self-care is not like everyone is saying like oh Mm -hmm. you know like go and pamper yourself but this Mm -hmm. is like truly soul giving self-care like this Mm -hmm. is like honoring your energy because it's true it's like your students do like sense that and that's what you know impacts how our teaching and how they learn as well so it's like yeah we have to take care of ourselves too yeah absolutely yeah um the the energy part is such a big um is such a big component because Mm. we think about it in terms of time but yeah where where we're giving our energy like it it just like when you're driving a car that takes energy, you know, like you think that, Oh, I'm just sitting here, but no, you're not. Your, your brain is working to be alert and you're um, it's, it's a, like a fine tuned um, skill that you've learned with a lot of practice to drive and teaching is the same thing. I think like we think that we saw our teachers or I think that people in general, like they think I saw my teacher do it in high school or elementary school. She made it look so easy. How hard is it? Just get up there, you know, Mm -hmm. turn the screen on, give a lesson, go around and help and you're done. You know, like they think that's (laughs) it. And it's like, no, like it's so, it's so much more that we're giving. And, and it's like, we think that if we look at our bank account, like we see, okay, we've got so many hundreds of dollars in our bank account. And we know that we've got so many days left until the next payday. We know that if we go like throw away a hundred dollars out the window, that that's not going to be good for us. But for some reason we, we waste our energy worrying about, um, I don't know, something that was said at the faculty meeting or a parent who maybe worded something in an email a certain way, Mm -hmm. or we just, we give it our thoughts. We give it our energy as if we've got this infinite amount of um, energy and, and time and we don't. And, And I just feel like, how important is this and, and is it going to really impact my students' well-being and, and mine? And if yeah. not, I'm not going to give my energy to it. And with, with the same, by the same token, I believe that energy is a renewable resource. Like we can go create more by dancing or listening to positive podcasts like yours yeah, or music yeah. or, um, or connecting with a friend for lunch or um, going to a, going to some place that just makes us feel connected Um I know you love nature and I do too, um, like going yeah. by the river, just like if I sit by the river for 30 minutes and just, you know, or if I walk by the river for 30 minutes and just sit down and just listen, I just feel filled up. Like, I just feel like, okay, I can go back and be, be the best I can. Yeah. Um, but I can't just give it as it's been said, like you cannot pour from an empty cup yeah. and I just, mm-hmm. it doesn't come. And I feel in the teacher self care space, there are, there are a lot of, our colleagues and, and comrades who are, who are, is that the right word? I don't know, contemporaries yeah. or whatever, <laughs> um, 
who are doing this work. And at the same time, I feel like there's not nearly enough of us, you know, no. but there's so much that I still meet teachers who are like, what in the heck is teacher self-care? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, you know, and yeah. I feel like it should just be, it should just be ubiquitous. It should be everywhere. Like everyone should, should know like, oh, the teachers, yes, you know, give them whatever they need because we're so grateful to them. They're amazing. You know, like, yeah. um, I feel like it should just be such a revered, honored profession, the work that we do that makes all the other professions possible pretty much. It's like, um, we are the foundation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are the foundation. We're, yeah, yeah. We so yeah. I have a question because, like, I the first thing that came up, and it's so ingrained in me because I think mm -hmm. we we've been in the education field for a long time. Yeah. It's like, but how do I make time to mm -hmm. fill? You know, you know, I'm sure like you've heard that before. Even mm -hmm. um, you yeah. told that to yourself before. But like for me, mm -hmm. it's like I remember. I mean, I even said like, how do I make time to fill? fill my own cup and, mm -hmm. you know, serve my own energy. Like I have mm -hmm. so many mm -hmm. things to do our checklists, right? Like mm -hmm. there's just, that is, I think, and there's this teacher guilt, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like at moms, yeah. we had this mom guilt, but mm -hmm. there is a big teacher guilt. Too yes, absolutely. Of like if I don't get this done or I'm, I'm not serving my students, you know, like mm -hmm. how do we at that point, it's like, how do we have agency over mm -hmm. the this time scarcity that we feel as teachers mm -hmm. we don't we feel yeah. like we don't have enough time yeah. so like yeah. to give ourselves that opportunity to refill our energy tanks yeah you know yeah um one thing that helped me i discovered it back in um a few years ago angela watson she has that 40-hour teacher work week club yeah. that was really yeah. helpful for me um she she has some really concrete strategies about time management. And as I said before, Amber or the burned in teacher mm -hmm. has helped me with that. And, and I used to think that, that that was sort of my lane, like how to manage your time, how to stay organized. Let's look at my classroom. Like, does this look organized for you? Like, look, my, oh, my I students love your classroom. I love it. Y'all are, we're recording. This is real life. Like <laughs> Meredith is in her classroom and we're making, we're making time. And this is so soul giving for me. So like, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is my lunch break. And um, yeah. I usually have students in here, but I put a sign on the door that said closed for lunch today, but um, <laughs> it's, I, I'm happy to be with you. This is like my, I'm going to be a better teacher because I'm connecting with my friend, you know? Yeah. So, um, Anyway, I, I feel like <clears throat> the people who are experts at time management that I've learned from, the way that they kind of explain it is it's all, it's, it's the same way that you would budget your money. You know, it's like, oh, I, I'm always running late because I, I like to believe that I just have this unlimited expanse of time. And um, I think I'm just wired that way. So the more I just accept it, you know, um, I also have to change the narrative in my mind because the truth is like I passed a colleague this morning and we don't have to be here until like 8:45, and it was like 8 36 and um like eight I was I was actually nine minutes early and I passed a colleague and she was like how are you today and I said oh wait but I, I wasn't even late like I, I was yeah. I had plenty of time before the, and so I feel like it's this it's almost like to fit in we have to have that narrative of like I'm so busy. I'm so frazzled. I've got so much to do. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself, not every other woman. I just feel like it's like, I want to be part of the group and I want to show how hard I've got it. And, um, and you know, there's no, we, we, we like, we, we do that blame, shame, pain, train thing that, you know, like mm. if you're not, if you're not 
having all your ducks in a row, then you just, you're not part of the group, you know, like yeah. if, if you're not perfect, if you, if your kids, if your kids socks don't match, then I don't know what you were thinking by even showing up here today. You know, yeah. like it's like, um, just, it, it's, it's all about just saying, this is me. I'm doing the best I can. I've got these number of hours in my day and I've got these number of items on my to-do list. And then I, again, coming back to priorities, does this have to be done just because somebody asked me to do it? Like just because somebody volunteered me to, to do this, do I have to say yes? Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. And um, I, I resigned from um, a committee a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. And um, I really felt led by my higher power. I felt like my soul was like, no, this is not right. This is not right for me. And um, when I resigned, I felt, you know, a little bit of a, you know, I'm sensitive and I'm an empath. So I was just like, the recovering people pleaser is like, are you going to still approve of me? And I'm like, it's still going to be part of the group. That's not why I'm here. You know, I'm not here to be yeah. part of the group. I love my colleagues. I want to be part of the group where it takes all of us. It takes the community, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not trying to fit in. I'm not trying to be like other people. And yeah. I, I tried to do that for a long time. I tried to, um, I tried to just pretend like I wasn't myself. I, I like, I like sort of like um, pretended to be somebody else. Like, um, and as teachers, when you embrace your teaching essence, when you embrace what makes you unique and who you are, that's something to celebrate. And um, oh, that's Dana, um, Dana of happy teacher revolution. Yes. She says, um, <laughs> isn't she amazing? She says, um, the only difference between ordinary and extraordinary is being a little extra. And so, you know, some, some days we might be a little extra. Some days we might just feel like retreating, but you're just doing your best each day. And when you are looking at your schedule, I, I'm so disorganized that I've actually had to become a lot more organized because I think I'm just naturally like, if I could just wake up and just, you know, do whatever I want and, you know, get to school when I got there and like, you know, yeah. just, um, you know, the kids can be picked up at whatever time, you know, like just fly by the seat of my pants. That would, I'd like to live like that, but yeah. that's not, that doesn't work in the real world. And so mm -hmm. I have to like set out and say, okay, what are the goals for today? Um, how many, you know, things do I have to do? And, you know, a basic schedule I try every morning to just write out like in my journal, like plan for the day and, yeah. um, and just, you know, even if it's flexible and changes, if I have that sort of great, this is how the day is going to generally go. It's like our students, when they see an agenda on the board, it's like, it's, it's a service to them. Yeah. Um, this is what you can expect today. This is what you, this is what you need to do. Um, this is what's going well. This is what we need to work on. Um, just doing that for yourself and, I have found that waking up earlier helps me so much. I, I used to never be a morning person, but when I just take that time to meditate, affirmations, journal, read something uplifting, it just puts the day in, in the right place for me. So yeah, your that's, morning that's, routine. You yeah. The morning routine. Yeah. 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 I, I love that because you're talking about like, um, as you were talking about, it's like at what cost to you to like, be someone that you're not like not be aligned mm -hmm. in your teacher essence. Like it's yeah. like, at what cost will you continue? Do you want to continue or at what cost do you want to continue to be mm -hmm. that people pleaser? Because mm -hmm. I remember that in my 
profession. I, I believe it was like year 10 for me mm-hmm. is when mm-hmm. I officially burned out. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was that part where I realized it was at the cost of my mental health and mental well-being. And yeah. so it's like, and then coming back, you know, mm-hmm. into the profession after leaving for two years, I came back mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that was not worth the cost to become yeah not aligned with my teacher. I love that phrase, teacher essence. Everyone has a teacher essence. That's why we all got into the profession. Yes, like, yes. We're, it's so unique and it's like, okay, so how is it that you can just show up in your teacher essence mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. be you, have fun and then release mm-hmm. from the, um, the group narrative of like, if you're not busy, then you're not with mm-hmm. us. If you're not stressed, yeah. then yeah. you're not with yeah. us. And like, we're calling out, calling it out everyone because yeah call it out because let's change the narrative of like what Meredith's saying it's like find your teacher essence like you have it in there yeah. like that's why yeah. you became a teacher right yes. like yes. That's, yes that's like finding like you said finding your joy again it's like aligning yeah. back to your teacher essence and yeah. that's your yeah. would you say that's like your agency in this broken mm-hmm. system to be to continue to be a teacher and stay in it because yeah. you know our profession yeah. is like mm-hmm. yeah it is it is yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I, I think the way you phrased it is perfect because it can't come at the cost of your own mental health and um mm. i i firmly believe that shame is at the root of so many of our mental health problems and um so many of the problems that we have in our world today mm-hmm. and i think you know Brene brown does all that wonderful research on shame yes. but um I have, I have felt that whenever I feel anxiety, it's usually because I had a triggering thought that brought out some shame. And, um, mm-hmm. I was just going to give an example, like a visual aid, oh, <laughs> I love podcast. <laughs> but I quickly, um, we went on our field trip last week and I wanted to make sure that the students were engaged and, you know, weren't just zoning out. And mm-hmm. so I quickly made like, uh, a worksheet scavenger hunt to go with the, um, field trip. And I told them, like, here's how to earn an easy grade for today. This is the rubric. This is what you need to do. Fill out this list 10 facts. It was the easiest little worksheet. These are ninth graders. And I left it on the copier accidentally. Like, I made the copies and I walked away. And then I came back and somebody had put it to the side. And something in the back of my mind thought, one of my colleagues probably saw that and thinks I'm too easy as a teacher. You know, they probably think I'm not strict Mm -hmm. enough or I'm not rigorous enough or I don't even have the learning target on this worksheet. Like, what is, what am I thinking? You know? And like, I'm going down that spiral, spiral. for about you know, 30 <laughs> seconds. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, even if somebody does think that you're an easy teacher, how is that an insult? You know, like you, you facilitate learning for kids. You make it easier for them to understand and grow and learn. Like, why is that something to be ashamed of? Like you're taking them on an amazing field trip. It's a great enriching opportunity for them. Why are you going down this spiral of what if? Like nobody even said that to me. It's just uh, something in my brain that got conditioned. Like so easy to get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And so I think you named it. Like um, it can't. We cannot go down that. Um, that we, we have to. And, and what you said about agency. Like I feel like we don't have enough for sure. I don't feel like that. We don't. It's just a. Um, it's just a fact. Um, as teachers, we. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'm not even going to go into all of the, the culturally responsive teaching battles mm-hmm. and um, all of the, um, it's so important. It's, it's such a, it's such a huge part of my teaching that I'm not, I'm not willing to give that up. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's almost like an ethical obligation in my opinion, you know, just mm-hmm. to, and, and I love 
all of my students. I'm just, I'm not going to, um, and I, and I always want to teach them how to think for themselves and never tell them what to think. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard lesson to learn as teachers. But, um, but, but what we're trying to do in the classroom is really bring up, elevate our students and ourselves. Like when we're in that shame, blame, pain, train Mm -hmm. of, you know, our administrators get the pressure from the, um, central office the central office is getting this pressure from whoever i don't know Mm -hmm. and then it's it's this pressure and it's it's like it's keeping us down when what we're meant to do is like rise up and be the best that we can be and and have fun and learn and grow and shine and share and um and light each other up instead of extinguish each other's candle so to speak you know we got to keep our light and um i just i firmly believe that it comes down to saying, I decide, you know, I try to tell my students that like, if you don't want to get up in front of the class, you don't have to, it's your decision, but I'm inviting you. If you're, if you're feeling brave today, we'd love to hear what you wrote. Um, You never have to do anything. And I feel like there's, there's some infantilizing that happens in the system when it comes to teachers, we're treated as if we're kids as well. You know, Mm -hmm. like um, there's, there's so much shame in the system. So So much much of the, like, uh, let's call you out if you didn't fill out this spreadsheet. Let's call you out if you didn't, you know, we're going to find a way to, and it's like, do you notice what's happening with the mass teacher exodus <laughs> this year? Like, uh, this would be the time where you tell us how much you appreciate us and love us. And we want more than just Snickers, you know, we want yeah. like, um, and also the pay is a, is a big part of it. But I've heard from so many teachers who were like, I knew about the pay before I got into the job. Um, I knew it wasn't going to pay much. I'm, I'm really here because the rewards are beyond, the you know, pay. monetary. Yeah. And, but a lot of teachers are not in that boat. I know, but it's like, what we want is just to be respected, you know, just to be valued. And, yeah. um, and what you said about agency, if people aren't going to give that to you, you got to go give it to yourself. Self- you got to look oh, in the mirror and say, yeah. 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 And, um, and I, I feel like it's not just about self-care, but it's also about soul care. And Ooh, um, say that again yeah, for everyone. Yeah, Teachers, yeah, educators, yeah. it's not just about self-care. Yeah, it's yeah. about, say it, Meredith. Oh, soul, soul care. care. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, I feel like tuning into your soul, like what does your mm-hmm. soul want? Um, I, sometimes the ego and the soul, I think, can be you know, mm-hmm. in conflict and our ego, we need our ego. Our ego protects us in some ways, yeah. but our ego can't run the show. And, no. and I think people think of ego as like, Oh, you got a big ego. You think highly of yourself. I think that's, that's not what it is. It's no. like the ego is, is frightened. It wants to be, it's like a little kid yeah. inside of us sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, I don't know that much about the ego. <laughs> I know yeah. more about the soul. I try to listen yeah. more to the soul. soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in teaching the soul of the educator needs to be nourished and Mm -hmm. needs to be honored and like i said if nobody's going to give that to you um you got to give it to yourself you've got to you've got to take that day that you need or you've got to um say i'm leaving work here on friday i'm not taking it home with me and as, as much as you'll feel guilty about that the first time you do it the more you do it the less guilty you feel when you realize like um you're coming back refreshed and, and ready and you, your students pick up on that and they're like, okay, you know, let's rock and roll. Yeah. Um, it's like a muscle. But, it's like a muscle that you have to work out, yeah. right? Like you, yeah. the first time it's going to feel like, oh, it's 
so hard. Yeah, and you know, yeah. that guilt is going to be so big. I mean, for real, yeah. the guilt is going to yeah. be real. But yeah. like the more, like Meredith said, like the more you, like you're saying, the more you practice that, it's like mm-hmm. in teaching, like you can have, yeah. like the more they practice the concept, the more they're going to get used to it. And, the, and then it'll be fun yeah. because they're yeah. like, oh, I know how yeah. to do this. Yes, but it's yes. like, as you were talking, like it, it reminded me of your first book, Captured Fireflies. And as you were speaking, like I'm going to describe it because I know you guys are listening, <laughs> but it's like you're cupping your hand with a firefly and cupping that light. Yeah. And it's like, you all, we all have that. Our teacher Mm -hmm. essence is that light and Mm -hmm. that broken system. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's so much pressure, but Mm -hmm. I guess the question for, you know, for all of us is like, Mm -hmm. as I was, as you were talking, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. is that pressure for us to take on? Can we Mm -hmm. just hold on to our captured firefly and that light and like shield ourselves from Mm -hmm. all that pressure? Yes, it's there. But mm-hmm. the agency yeah. for us is to keep our captured firefly, like, yeah. and our life. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I think so. I think exactly. the way you phrase that is beautiful. Yeah. So like, yeah. like, that's like the agency that we do have. Like you said, you have agency yeah. over you. If you mm-hmm. don't receive it from anywhere else, you have agency over you and your yeah. captured firefly. Like, just imagine. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that earlier. Yeah. I love, I love the way you just described. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in mind today with my students, um, you know, because I feel like the light in our eyes um, is what they connect with. And mm-hmm. when when we see all of these awful things that are happening in schools when it comes to violence and um, school shootings and all of these yeah. scary things, I truly believe that um, that I, I, I don't I don't understand, but. I know that when somebody feels like they belong and they have a sense of significance and value in the world, when, when they are reminded that we're here to create, not to destroy, but we're here to lift each other up and help and be happy, um, that life is just so beautiful. There's so much to experience. And if our students can remember that, like we're here to add to, we're not here to take down or take away. Um, and, when we can connect with that light in our students, I, for me, it's like the eyes and the smile. Yeah. Sometimes if my students want a hug, Hey, you want a hug? I'm here. If you want one, um, you know, consent and all of that. But yeah. like, um, I feel like, um, we, um, we just have to keep it back to the basics. Sometimes like, I don't understand why we're talking so much about making up for the learning gaps after COVID when, our students have had so many social and emotional gaps that we're not even really prioritizing. And it's almost like we're living in an alternate reality, like where, okay, let's just not talk about it. Let's just pretend. And I love at my school because we do talk about it. We talk about, you know, what we're going to do to address it, what we're going to do to prevent it. And we have great counselors. We have great administrators. Um, and I know that not every teacher is that lucky to be able to say that, but at my school, we have a real community that just rallies around each other and, you know, steps up if somebody needs something. Um, and we're on the lookout, like we, we keep ears to the ground. We, we, um, we're connected. Um, yeah. I, I feel like prioritizing that connection as well as agency, because I can't be like isolated in my classroom all day. Um, on my hall, you know, I've got teachers who, who will pop in just to say hello, or just to hand me something helpful, or I'll try to pop in if they need a hug or, 
an encouraging word or don't forget about the meeting or whatever. Like we have to stay connected as well as, um, as kind of choosing what's best for us and our students. But um, I find that when I, when I open myself up and ask for help, I used to think that that was such a sign of incompetency. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. You need help. What? And um, you don't have all the answers. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how yeah. are you, how are you a teacher if you don't know everything? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <And> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm, I'm confused and I'm, I'm struggling and I need help. <laughs> and when yeah. you say that, that's like the first, that's the first step, just admitting it, you know, like um, that it's not perfect and you need some help and you're willing to admit that, that you can't do it alone. Um, I think that's another big part of it as well, but. That's another um, big part of agency too, is yeah, yeah. knowing that yeah. about yourself and, and mm-hmm. it's okay. That's another narrative. Everyone educators, we need to release yes. from that of like yes. not being able to, you know, you yeah. don't have to have it all together. It's no, okay. No, no, it's okay. Right. We need each other as educators yeah. to mm-hmm. keep our light and, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. remind each other of, you know, our agency of how we mm-hmm. can continue to do the most impact, impactful work mm-hmm. ever, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. we have a really important job mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. do such great work, whether people believe yeah. it or not, just, yeah. you know, know mm-hmm. that like you are valued like yeah 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 mm-hmm. so well are there any how do, how are people going to connect with you meredith as we're wrapping up i mean we yeah. could keep talking forever yeah, but meredith's on her lunch hour yeah <laughs> so, it's so much um, fun to talk to you yeah. yeah how can people connect yeah. with you how can they like where are different ways that they can can connect with you um Instagram is where mm-hmm. I usually um, share most of my words of encouragement for teachers, as well as my podcast. Yes. And um, you can check it out at Meredith Newland on Instagram and the transformedteacher.com forward slash podcast. Um, you can also find the Transformed Teacher podcast anywhere on your favorite listening platform. Um, and that's basically where, where I offer the, um, the words of encouragement. I also do have a Facebook group. Um, yes. The Transforms Teachers Facebook group, and um, that's really for teachers who are really committed to wanting to thrive and wanting to have more joy and keep the light going and and share and and just um, receive. So yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have all the links in the show notes, everyone, with like links to the books and then her Facebook group and Instagram, um, and. I really loved having you on the podcast, Meredith. I loved Thank our you. conversation. Me too. And Me too. one last question for you. What yes. is your favorite song that you like to jam to? Um, well, this is my tried and true. Every time I need any kind of pick me up. Mm-hmm. If I play too legit to quit by MC hammer, yes! it's just, yeah, I can't not be in a better mood. Like it just, you can't like, you cannot listen to that without moving at least like your yeah. elbow or something, yes. you know, like, like it, something wants to move, you know, something in your heart and soul wants to move. It's like, it makes me, it puts me in a, puts me in a better mood. So oh my God. That's just me. That just made <laughs> yeah. me smile. You can, I mean, okay. MC Hammer, like, you know, yeah. back in yeah. the days. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you have any last words for our audience and for all our educators? Mm. As I always like to say, um, teaching is about who you are more than what you do, and you deserve to take care of who you are. And if nobody else tells you today, you rock. (laughs) I love that. Love that. 
Thank you so much for being yeah. on the show today. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, here are seven takeaways from today's conversation. One, teacher self-care is soul care, caring and replenishing our soul. Two, prioritize by asking yourself, what's most important for me to accomplish today? Three, align with your own teacher essence and release from the people pleaser and perfectionist narratives. Four, agency in the midst of working in a broken system is to give yourself agency first. And one way to do that is by allowing yourself to ask for help. Release from the narrative that you as an educator need to have it all together and need to know how to do everything. Five, prioritizing time to fill your own energy tank will benefit both you and your students you teach. Six, there is power in the collective. As educators, reach out to support each other and remind each other of our beautiful, unique, and bright light that is our teacher essence. And seven, you are valued and you are a change maker. Alrighty, here are four coaching questions to help you reflect on the conversation from today. One, what are the things or activities that fill up your energy tank and how can you practice giving yourself time to fill up your energy tank? Two, how would you describe your teacher essence? What does it look like to hold this visual and description as a daily reminder? Three, what are your priorities for each day that will give you a general sense of what the day will be like for you? Then, how can you cultivate healthy boundaries in order for you to accomplish those priorities? Four, what are the things that you can release and let go of that has been taking up your time and energy? Okie dokie, what a fun and soul-giving conversation with Meredith today. And as a friendly reminder, go and check out the free Teacher's Corner Wellness Resources where you can find the link to join Meredith's Transform Teacher Community as well as links to her books that supports your well-being. The Teacher's Corner Wellness Resources that I've created is your one-stop shop to access all the tools that support your mental and emotional well-being as a teacher and educator. The link to access the free Teacher's Corner's Wellness Resources is in the show notes. And once again, thanks for listening in and stay tuned for another episode to celebrate you teachers and educators during Teacher Appreciation Week. So I can't wait to jam with you tomorrow. Bye y'all.